to welcome everyone this morning. Glad you're here. We have several that are visiting with us. Uh, they're passing through on vacation, spring break. Some that are visiting family here that uh, have come home for a little while. We're glad to see them. We're glad that you're here today. Uh, disclaimer, I'm not uh, the normal pulpit preacher, so you're going to get something a little different. and Hopefully it will make sense when we're all done. But uh, we're glad you're here anyway. Walter is uh, gone, and he'll be back next week. And uh, we hope that you've been blessed by the day. One thing that is nice about visitors and people passing through, we're all still a family. We're all part of God's family, and so wherever we travel, wherever we go, we can always find God's family with us. So um, so as we get ready to start into our sermon this morning, or our lesson, uh, would you bow with me, please? Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the power that's in your word. And dear Lord, we ask that you bless us and be with me as I present uh, your word this morning. May it glorify you in the things that are said. We ask God to say in Christ's name, amen. This last year, we have uh, uh, spent the entire year as a church family uh, in the reading of the Gospels, or reading the Bible, and spending time in his word and focusing on how many books we could read and uh, doing that thing this last year. And whether we want to admit it or not, no matter how much uh, we think about it, as we read daily into God's word, Something sticks. Some will stick in our hearts, some will stick in our minds, but it all sticks somewhere. And at some point, it's going to come out. God's Word teaches us through different ways, and reading His Word and focusing on His Word helps us to know that. Well, this year we picked the theme of living the Word. And so we thought after spending a year in His Word, what better way than to spend this year living that Word? That word that convicted us, our hearts, that stuck in our minds, the things that we read about that Jesus is willing to do for people and how he loved them and how he deal, dealt with them. So as we go through this, this year, I want you to reflect back to the things that, you, that stuck with you, that you didn't think stuck. But all of a sudden it comes back to light because, oh, that was in the Gospels, that was in the Old Testament, that was wherever it was you were reading but the bottom line is, you've got to make a choice. We, each one of us, have to make choices. Who we are going to serve. No one can make that choice for you. We can encourage you. We can persuade you. But we can't make that choice for you. You have to make that choice. The final choice is yours. We'll be reading from Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods of your ancestors worshipped before the Euphrates and in Egypt. And serve the Lord. But if you serve the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day who you will serve. Whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in the land where you live now. But as for me and my household... We will serve the Lord. The choice is ours. We can be selfish. We're going to serve self. We can serve the TV. We can serve sports. We can serve money. We can serve anything in the world we want to serve. That's our choice. Or we can serve the Lord. Where your heart is, is where your treasure is. 
So wherever you spend all your time and whatever you're focusing on, that's where your heart's going to be and that's where your treasure is. Matthew 6, 19 through 20. Do not store for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and venom destroys and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth nor venom do not destroy or the thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, is your heart also. Joshua told us we are going to be witnesses to those that are around us. Other people will see who we are serving. They'll see what we're doing and what we, how we're spending our time and what we're glorifying. The problem with that is fear. There's fear that comes with that. Fear of, what do I say? Fear of being rejected. The fear of losing your job. The fear of getting in front of you and talking this morning. The fear, and it goes on and on. You can make up whatever you, uh, the list could be endless. What is your fear? The fears could be endless. 1 John 4, 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has, that has not been punishment. The one who fears is made perfect in love. Love will help us overcome all fears. In the reading this morning uh, that Carlos did for us from Matthew 14, we see the story about Peter and the uh, and disciples in the boat. Some of the things that we saw in, the, in this reading is storm, water, and fear. Peter was an experienced fisherman. We can see in Luke two, uh, 5, verses 2 through 6. He saw, the, uh, he saw at the edge of the water two boats left by the fishermen who were washing their nets, and he got out of them. When he, when he got into one of them that belonged to Simon, and he asked him, put out to the a little ways from the shore. And he sat down and taught the people in the boat. Then, when he was finished, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let your nets down. Simon answered, but Lord, we've been out all night, and we didn't catch a thing. But, because you said so, we will let our nets down. And when they had done this, they caught a large number of fish until their nets began to break. We can see that Peter was a fisherman. He was experienced, and he was familiar with the water. He, he could tell when the storm was coming up. He could tell when it was going to be calm. He could tell when things were going to happen on the water. Peter wasn't, like the saying goes, a fish out of water. He was experienced in the area of fishing and water. Sometimes God gives us opportunities to do things that we don't think we can do. We just need to ask God to give us that opportunity. When Peter and the disciples were in the boat, and they saw Jesus coming to him in the middle of the night, Peter said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. Peter trusted enough to get out of the boat and walk on the water. Isaiah 41 and 10 says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Verse 13 says, For I am the Lord, your God, who takes of you with my right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. 
Peter wasn't afraid when he asked the Lord if it's you to get out and get out of the boat. But once he got out, he realized, you can't walk on water. What am I doing out here? He started to sink. Jesus reached down, grabbed him by the hand, and put him back in the boat. God does matter. We need to keep our faith in him who asked us to get out of the boat. Some of you uh, may know that I have a severe problem with dyslexia. <laughs> I just saw some faces go, oh. Uh, it's a problem I've had in my entire life. Um, and I've learned to deal with it pretty well, I think. But as uh, I started learning to read when I was very young, the teacher at the time thought it would be very wise to put me out in the hall by myself to, during reading time. So I spent days uh, during reading time in the hall trying to learn to read. The teacher thought that was the best thing for me, that I could focus on the words, not be distracted. I could concentrate. I don't know how it's supposed to help you read when you're by yourself, but that's what she thought. My question is, how do you think a young kid feels when they're totally isolated from everyone else at that age? I felt there was something wrong with me. What's wrong with me? But with the help of my mother and other people, I learned to read. Not well, but read. I do better at times than other times. But I was always wanting to help in worship. And as a young person, there's not a lot you can do in worship other than read or pray. So what could I do? Well, the youth group I was strongly involved in went to a youth rally in Grants one year. And the guy in charge of the youth rally got up and said, we need a song leader from every congregation. So I sat on my hands because I'm not leading singing. I'm not doing that. But the girls in the group thought it would be really good to say, Curtis can do it. We got somebody. Curtis can do it. And I said, what? And they says, he can do it. And so they put me in front of the entire youth rally to lead singing. And that started the, started the one thing that I can do. And I've been able to do very, ever since then. I'm going to change my sermon a little bit because this morning after the first sermon, somebody comes to me and says, when you said that, you should lead a song. And she said, lead this song. Sing with me. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and that I am God. Be Singing is something that I've been able to help worship and help me and other leadership abilities as I've grown older. But a lot of people say, how can you lead singing when you can't even read or have such a problem reading? And I used to always say, I don't know. But I've come to believe it is because of Jesus and the power of God that I can do that. With his help and his strength, he's given me that strength and that ability to do that. The opportunities are endless. If you just ask God. God has provided a way, just like he provided for Peter, 
to get out of the boat and walk on water. God's provided for me a way to lead. Romans 14 and 4 says, Who are you to judge someone else's spirit, a servant? To the other... To their own masters, servants shall stand and fall, but they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. If we are seeking God's will and to do what's good to glorify God, he will say, come. All we got to do is get out of the boat, and we can walk on water and do it without the fear, knowing that God is there for us and will help us. 1 Corinthians 15 and 58 says, Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let, it, let nothing move you. Always give yourself full to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor for the Lord is not in vain. When we have doubts that we can, and we don't believe that we can do things, the devil wins. The storms will come and the wind will blow. But you just got to keep your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in his word and be able to do the things for the kingdom of God as he has asked us to do. 2 Thessalonians 2 and 15 says, So brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the teaching we pass on to you, whether in word of mouth or by the letter. So the question is this. Are you comfortable in the boat? Are you willing to get out of it? At some point, will you say, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come and I will come. I will get out of the boat. God will be glorified by those in the boat and watching when they watch the great things that God's power can do through you for his kingdom. 1 Corinthians 10, 31 and 33 says, Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jew or Greek or the church of God, even as I try to please everyone in every way, for I am seeking his own good, but the good of many. So then they will be saved. Luke 9, 23 and 24. And he says to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself, take up my cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save me, your life, will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. What are your fears? What are you afraid of? What's keeping you from living the word? Our theme this year, as you can see on the two banners on the two sides of the building are, Live the word. James 1.22 says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Just remember, however hard it seems at the time, ask the Lord, he will help you. Whenever fear comes up, ask the Lord to help you overcome it. Love will overcome all fear. Have faith in the Lord that he will do it. But also remember, when you fall short, he will reach out and pull you back into the boat. The question is ours.
You have to make that choice. No one can make it for you. Will you live the word this year? Will you do the things that you've been convicted in your heart, in your mind, in your soul? There might be some here today that uh, need the prayers of the congregation of the leadership here. There's an elder and his wife in the uh, library. As we stand here in a moment to sing, if you want to come and ask for prayers. If you're thinking about putting on baptism and you need somebody to talk about, please seek one of us out. Fill out one of the green cards and put it in the box. Talk to us about that so we can help you be able to live the word this year. Would you stand as we get ready to sing, please? Yeah.